Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Courtney, what was your first job? My first, let me tell you about my first job. <laughs> I was a waitress at Friendly's, which is a diner. Oh, God. But <laughs> the shade of the story is I went just to eat with my one of my best friends in mm-hmm. high school, Leah. I'm talking to you if you're listening to this. And she was like, let's get a job. I was fine being a child. She was like, let's get this job together. We apply for the job. We get it. And Mama's like, I'm she not quit. doing it. But the irony is you did that to me. When? Last stop. I'm not putting myself in jeans. <laughs> Welcome to Job Logs, a podcast that features candid conversations with young professionals about work, life, and everything in between. Hi there. Welcome back. I'm Joy Marie. And I'm Courtney. Uh, we are so stoked for today's conversation. We are speaking with a career coach, Ariel Lopez, who's going to talk to us a little bit about transitioning careers, which we know is a topic you guys really want to hear about. Yes. So stay tuned for that. Also, special announcement, special announcement. So excited. Save the date, March 5th, New York City. It's going down. We are hosting an anniversary event to celebrate one amazing year with you guys. Yes. And the podcast. Yes. Tickets will go on sale February 5th. So look out for that. Make sure you are a part of our mailing list to get early access to those jobbox.com slash weekly. And it's a little different. It's not your average Mm -hmm. event. So details coming soon. Yes, for sure. I'm really stoked. So look out for that. Also, we have some new articles on the site from some of our contributors at jobbox.com. If you're interested in writing, have a passion for kind of sharing your story with other young professionals, Mm -hmm. hit us up, become a contributor at jobbox.com slash contribute. Yes, definitely. That's it. All right. Clacking in. What's mm-hmm. what's going on with your life, Joy? Yeah, I mean, this year is off to an incredible start. Last episode, um, I talked a little bit about just, you know, you spoke a little bit about how you kind of are the ish when you were looking back <laughs> at your portfolio and everything. And I've been leaning more into that and mm-hmm. in, in everything because I think with job blogs, you know, this is kind of a new space. So sometimes mm-hmm. I felt a little bit behind or like, not as advanced as other brands, but we are killing the game as far as work goes and our networks and stuff. So I'm trying to lean more into existing connections that I have in real life and other elements of life. I've been doing a lot more networking meetings. Um, I spoke on another major Slate podcast about student debt. I don't know if they'll air my segment or not, but it was a really cool experience. Um, And also just kind of just, like I said, tapping into my network to to see how there's some synergies. That's that's where my mindset is for 2016. Yeah. Own it. it. One thing I am trying to overcome at work, though, is just this whole, like, imposter syndrome, which Mm. is – the idea that like you don't belong or kind of like any morning you could just wake up and get fired because the jig will be up and people will be like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like who let you in? Um, And I really try not to give into that, but 
you know, it's it's tough. It's yeah. tough. Sometimes I'm in meetings and I'm just like, how these people are really smart. How am I here? <laughs> yeah. Um, so trying to just combat that and kind of move into spirit of promotion and advancement yeah. in 2016. Yes. I what like about that. you? What um, you everything's been pretty chill. Oh, you know what? It was pretty cool. I met with um, one of my old bosses connected me mm. uh, with one of his friends just to talk about social media and digital. Okay. So I met with him. Turns out he's just like this big wig guy in nice. the photojournalism space. Oh, wow. He um, was like a director for all these photo agencies. Mm. And the thing that stuck with me during our conversation, it was interesting to hear him share some of like the same anxieties that I share with my friends and oh, hear really? from you know p- the job loss community. Just talking about like, oh, you know, I'm doing all this planning and I want to plan and make sure it's perfect. Yeah. How do I know when to start? Like, yeah. should I just hit the ground running like yeah. you know and think about it later and learn it like so wow. just that whole um just thinking about when you're launching something yeah. all that anxiety and yeah. butterflies with it like he everybody had it too. Has that's that. refreshing yeah it is so refreshing. that was really encouraging yeah that's awesome yeah all right well let's dive in Welcome to Rants, Raves, and Reviews. As you guys know, this is the segment of the show where we talk about a rant, rave, or review for a product, service, tool, or experience that is positively or negatively impacting our professional lives. Mm-hmm. So, Courtney, what are you? Um, what you? Do, what are you doing today? I'm doing like uh, it's a rave. It's okay. a rave. Yeah, okay. I have two tools that I really like, and mm. I realize I've been keeping them to myself. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Shh. Sharing the love. <laughs> so the first one that I love is Canva.com. I don't know oh, if you've heard I about this. Canva. dot com, mm. And it's this really easy-to-use design software available online. You don't have to download anything. Yep. And they just have this endless supply of templates for mm-hmm. social media posts, Facebook headers, yeah. infographics. Yeah. And it's just drag-and-drop really easy to yeah. make sleek designs. And so I love it. it because it's clean design. Yeah. As a designer, I, I have an eye for that. It's good white space. It's clean. Everything looks very professional. Yeah. And another one I'm recommending, because I didn't even realize this was a thing until my coworker geeked out when I showed it to her. iEmoji.com. So it's you can cut and paste any emoji. Oh, and it's cool. great for when you, if you're doing social media, that's the big thing is having all the emojis in there because apparently we're transitioning to a society that yeah. talks in pictures. Yeah, for so sure. So <laughs> if you do that for your company or you just want to jazz up your work email, yeah. no judgment, Love it. iEmoji.com. Very cool. Well, I'm similarly raving slash reviewing kind of a collaboration tool today and that is Google Drive. So a lot oh, of us yeah. have Gmails, Google accounts. I realize we don't really talk about um, Drive enough. I love Drive. Yeah. So Google Drive is kind of the portion of Google's product offering that gives you file storage so you can upload your pictures, your documents. Um, it's also a collaborative work environment. So Listen, I would yes. not be in grad school if there was no Google Drive. Because exactly. I'm not coming <laughs> to my house to y'all. <laughs> exactly. So you can work on the same Word document, paper, um, spreadsheet with other people in your company it shows revision history comments um, and it has different products so it has spreadsheets is one that's similar to like an excel spreadsheet Mm -hmm. Um, docs which is just docs and then also presentations similar to powerpoint what i love is that you can access all of this on the app offline yeah so we use it here for the podcast as we're prepping for each episode and then also i met recently with aaron from episode two who recently got engaged congratulations and she 
using one of the templates on Drive that is basically designed for wedding planning. It has tabs for photography, for venues, for booking the DJ. It's all pre-populated and set up for you to just plug and play. Let's explore the template. Yeah, really, really innovative template. So check that out if you're not already using it. Okay, so we are so excited to have Ariel Lopez in the studio with us today. Hey, Ariel. Hi. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. So Ariel is a career coach at General Assembly and also the founder of the 2020 Shift, which is a social enterprise that educates underrepresented millennials on careers in digital media and technology. Ariel's focus through the 2020 Shift is bridging the gap of diverse talent to non-engineering opportunities through access to jobs, resources, and professional development. So welcome. We're really excited to talk to you just about transitioning industries and careers today and and some of your best practices and nuggets for our audience. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Good. I think it's a great time. Everyone's on their new year, new me. Yes. Oh, yeah. So new to you. Exactly. (laughs) Great time. So let's start. um, I think it'll be good to start with what's some steps or questions you should ask yourself before you make that transition because mm. you don't want to transition and then you hate <laughs> the new thing so what yeah. how do you know you're like you're ready for that transition um well i think there's a lot of things that you need to be kind of cognizant of whenever you're transitioning careers um but i always ask people at least when i sit down with them usually my first question to them is what would you do every day for mm. free Right, because that taps into like Mm. the passion piece. Um, I always ask people to think about what their like top three, the top three thing, three things they are looking for in like their next employer, Mm. or what their top three non-negotiables are. Yeah. So non-negotiables are essentially what are the must-haves. Yeah. Right. Is it stability? Is it team environment and like the culture? Is it compensation? Yeah. Um, Mm. I've worked with a lot of engineers to where they don't care about the money at all. They just want to work on something that's innovative, Mm. right? So I think for everyone, depending on, you know, where you are in your life, um, well, where you are in your career professionally, and then also just kind of based on your interests. Yeah. It has a lot to do with what that transition looks like for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember transitioning from kind of advertising into wanting to be client side. And um, I think something that a lot of people face is there's a difference between transitioning careers and industries well industries in terms of the macro level and then your actual job function and role in terms of what you're going to be doing at the micro level and can you speak a little bit about some of the differences there because you know specializing in kind of these tech opportunities with your audience I feel like a lot of people are kind of intimidated by the tech skills needed to work in the tech industry, but Mm -hmm. you don't always need tech skills depending on if you're just transitioning roles, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, I guess a few things to to that. Um, First thing is I think if you're transitioning from industry to industry, there's always, it's always going to be a little bit harder just because Mm. you're coming in as a beginner, right? Mm. So recruiters, hiring managers are looking at you thinking, okay, this person doesn't have much experience. So there's automatically like more pressure for you to kind of prove yourself um, as a thought leader and just a professional within that field. I think when you're just trying to transition from like job to job, Mm -hmm. I always tell people like, I think one of the things that people always think 
it's, it's bad is like being too aggressive, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I don't want to ask for too much or I don't yeah. want to come off as being pushy or yeah. anything like that. And then I have to remind people like, you're in control of your right. life right. <laughs> and your career, right? So no one is out here just looking to give you a promotion. Yeah. yeah. Like you have to be willing just to kind of put yourself out there. Yeah, for um, sure. So I would say in that aspect, it's just more about you know, just being confident mm. um, and wanting to make that transition. But I feel like there are skills at that micro level, right? When it's from job to job or even industry to industry, there's skills that are transferable throughout. Yeah. That sometimes we forget to highlight or don't think to highlight. I mean, if you're project managing in one industry, yeah, it might look a little bit different, especially at more senior levels, but at the entry and mid level, Essentially, they're kind of the same sort of competencies that are being looked for in both fields. Yeah. So um, how do you help people just kind of learn how to highlight those and maybe lead with that versus yeah, the 100%. industry, you know what I mean, or the role? Yeah, I think, well, first, um, just kind of in my with in my experience at General Assembly, the mm-hmm. majority of our students are people that are transitioning careers. Oh, really? Right? So we have people that have some relevant experience. So maybe you work two or three years in advertising or media. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit easier for you to pick up on those yeah. tech skills. Yeah. Um, but then we, I have people <laughs> that come and take our classes that were bartending for mm-hmm. seven years. Oh, really? Yeah. And they're just learning um, UX design. So... I think it looks a little bit different for yeah, everyone. for sure. I always tell people just, I, th- I think the best way, I guess, like tangible things that you mm-hmm. can do um, is A, just look at the job that you're interested in. So mm-hmm. really study job descriptions um, mm-hmm. of the positions that actually interest you and see what those key requirements and skills are. Um, make sure that you look at the key skills and requirements, but also pay attention to the soft skills. Yeah. Pay attention to how they describe, like, the company culture and stuff mm. like that. Um, I think a lot of people don't – I always tell people for employers, um, you know, everyone has, like, a laundry list of the yeah. things that they want in a potential candidate, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So for Twitter, that may be, like, 30 things. Mm. But anyone that's ever been a recruiter knows if you find someone that has, like, half of the 30, <laughs> you're hiring them, <laughs> right? Because right? it's tiring. <laughs> It takes yeah. a really long time to find the right person. Yeah. And I think people that just have great communication skills, great client-facing skills, um, organizational skills, these mm-hmm. are all things that are highly transferable that some people may not realize. Mm. Um, but they can actually really save you yeah. um, throughout the interview process and, you know, help you get that offer. Yeah. Um, even over your hands-on kind of technical Yeah, experience. that's a good point. That's yeah. a really good point. coffee i'm down so my roommate Brittany, okay who's also a co-worker wrote in and i've been sitting on this for a little while but i'm gonna go ahead and read it (laughs) (laughs) because it reads as follows over the holiday i had the privilege to watch all of the harry potter films in the binge fashion of course and i noted several relevant messages that can be translated to the workforce i would like to request a write-up on how harry potter films highlight the importance of one mentors his teachers two sponsors his headmaster and the field keeper uh-huh. <laughs> three keeping a circle of people who balance you in different ways ron and the chick i oh, think the, pause. Ch- the chick's name is you hermione. will respect hermione, hermione the chick's Ms. Granger. <laughs> continue i'm a pause 
<laughs> how working towards a common cause as a collective yields desired results. Everyone at Hogwarts is willing to die for Harry Potter because they believed in his cause. Okay. Five, you may not win the battle, but you will win the war. Took them like seven movies to kill the name we do not mention. <laughs> he who must not be next. See, you don't bring the nerd out of me. Don't bring up Harry Potter to you now. Keep going. Six. Is there more? <laughs> there's, there's, there's more. Okay. There's one more. <laughs> Practice and purpose turns the student into the teacher, a.k.a. career growth. Harry went from learning spells to teaching his peers what he mastered, which helped him to fight his cause, feel a part of it, and finally be the only one to defeat the Dark Lord. Okay. There, Brittany. I read it. I'm not giving you a write-up. <laughs> but I, I read mean, it. you know, the universe brings us lessons in everything. Talking a little bit about 2020 shift, I love how you focus on the non-engineering roles. Yeah. I think with any industry, like whether it's music or anything else, they're just focused on one position. And yeah. then there's all these other positions that make that position possible. Right. Yeah. So Law. what's yeah. Yeah. So what's <laughs> out there that maybe people aren't thinking of yeah. position wise? Everything. Um, you know, when I started 2020, it was more so just looking at the monster that has become diversity in tech. I knew it was going to be big as soon as Google released the reports, and I saw the numbers on the page, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is Blake. terrible. <laughs> just like, oh, my God, it's like 2% here, 3% here. Yeah, that's always so The Blake. only one that topped, like, 5% was Apple, mm, but that's just because oh, really? they included their retail employees. So it's like, oh, let's not be shady tricky, Apple. Tricky. We're not talking about corporate. <laughs> um, but I would say, like, there's a ton of initiatives that are super focused on coding and STEM, which is great. Like, mm-hmm. we need women in engineers, we need black engineers, we need Latino engineers. But that's not all we need. Right. Right? When you look at tech companies, there's a lot of different pieces that makes a company successful. And there's um, different departments, right? So you have product management. Um, So these are the people that are kind of like mini CEOs. They're Mm -hmm. at the intersection of business and design. Mm -hmm. And they just help get things done. They move the needle on things. You have UX designers who are, you know, the creatives. They are the people that make things look pretty, right? Um, And make them easy to use for the users. Um, You have project managers who Mm -hmm. are sort of like product managers and just getting things done. You have data analysts. Um, Analytics is probably one of the fastest growing fields within tech right now. Um, And it's actually a pretty good fit for anyone that considers themselves to be technical, Mm. but maybe you don't necessarily want to code for 14 hours a day. Um, You can even do like legal, you can do finance, sales, you can do sales, marketing. Yeah, Yeah. Um, that's true. And we all know it, but we don't think about it when we think about some of these industries and opportunities. So for people who are outside of tech, for instance, since that's your specialty, and, and I think it's a really kind of coveted field for a lot of people to enter, what can we do to bridge the gap between our current experience and some of these non-traditional uh, verticals that are popping up in the tech space? Yeah, I think it's just a matter of like knowing what you're good at mm-hmm. and leading with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even to your point of like sales and marketing, if we're talking about like our community, because mm-hmm. we focused on minorities, right? Like these are things we do naturally well, yeah. right? Like you think about your friends that tweet all day and they get like hundreds <laughs> of retweets and they're hilarious, yeah. yeah. But they have no idea social media editor at BuzzFeed is a job. Yeah, you can actually get paid. Yeah, for the content that, that you're mm-hmm. producing, right? Um, like you retweet Complex all day, but if you actually read some of Complex's <laughs> articles, they may have your content in it and you yeah. don't even know, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think it's just 
you know, there's just a, such a huge lack of awareness that's happening. Um, but I, I think that has a lot to do with the industry and making sure that these careers are visible, which is why, you know, companies like 2020 Shift are important. Mm-hmm. But I would say on the candidate side, just talk to people, right? Talk to people. Your network is always going to work for you much more than anything else you can mm. do. Um, I have a, a lesson that I talk about avoiding the black hole. And the black hole essentially is every recruiter's inbox (laughs) in the industry, right? So if you're just applying for a job and hoping someone gets back to you, like, good luck with that. Exactly. Like, you're not going to get too far. You're not. Right? But, like, if you want to get into Facebook, you need to find someone that works at Facebook. Mm. You need to talk to them on the phone, take them to coffee. How do you find them? LinkedIn. 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 I've built, oh, my God. There's people in my network I didn't even know could ever be in my network. Yeah. Just because... I took a chance and sent them a message on LinkedIn, and they wow. accepted it. Wow. Um, actually, one of my closest advisors is one of the few black VCs in the country, hmm. and I met him via LinkedIn. Wow. <laughs> and what did you say? I mean, I, and I'm trying to kind of dig yeah. deeper because I think a lot of us know these avenues exist, but it's like, okay, so now I'm on LinkedIn. What? How do I position a message to get somebody to actually want to respond to me? Yeah. Well, I have a few tactics. I think the easiest thing to do is, A, look for people just closest to your network. Mm-hmm. So I always advise people to look at alumni, okay. right? Because, like, you would be surprised. The school thing actually yeah, holds pretty strong. That's true. I haven't done that in a minute. Especially <laughs> if you didn't go to school. Like, we live in New York, but... I had a student that was from Oregon. So I was mm-hmm. like, you need to look for everyone that went to Oregon State that lives in New York that works in tech. Yeah. And there was actually a ton of people that worked at a lot of companies that she wanted to work at. So mm-hmm. that was a way for her to kind of get her in. In terms of what to say specifically, I think the one thing is just, you know, kind of be fearless. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people get stuck overthinking how people may respond to the message. So yeah. they never send the message. Yeah. yeah. So it's real. just like, just yeah. be proactive and do If they don't respond, who cares? Like, yeah. screw them. <laughs> You'll meet other people along the way. That's true. Um, but I guess, like, I would, I'm happy to share, like, some resources with you guys in terms of, like, sample templates and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. For Maybe people to use. We'll link We'll link to them in the episode notes. Yeah, for sure. But I think the, I guess the quick and dirty, it's just kind of saying, hey, came across your profile, love your background, try to find a point of mutual interest, like read their hobbies. Yeah. Like for me, if someone says they're interested in diversity, it's kind of like, okay, we should talk because I'm interested in diversity (laughs) too. Yeah. Right. Um, If they're at a company you want to work at, just mention like, you love the company and you were just curious to learn a little bit more about what their life looks like mm. on a day-to-day basis. Versus making it transactional yeah. Yeah. at the get-go, right? Versus yeah. saying, hey, I'm applying to a job at that company. Can you yeah, help me? Don't do right. yeah. yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. I think when I, during my last job search, that really helped a lot. Um, after I applied for the job, I would mm-hmm. find somebody in the company. This is left over from my PR days because you can look. <laughs> Find out the naming convention of the emails at their company. Yep. And then you can kind of like dupe it to their name. There you go. (laughs) And then you just position like, oh, I'm curious. Oh, I just saw this position open and I'm really Mm -hmm. curious about, you know, your position. And it really like, I always got a response. Yeah. Like always. Yeah. Or just kill them with flattery. Like you look, (laughs) your background is so amazing. I just want to be like you. Like it's because people like talking about themselves. They absolutely do. You'd be surprised how many conversations get started. Yeah. Just because you tell someone I like your background and I aspire to do what you've done right yeah so just put yourself out there
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So, time for Ask Job Logs, a segment of the show where we address your career and life questions. You can submit your questions to us at joblogs.com slash askjoblogs. And we had an extra voice. Yeah, is going to be joining us. She is a career coach. She is well versed in all of these areas. So we're excited to have you yes. today on. All right. So our first question is: How do I make friends as an adult? I graduated undergrad a few years ago, and I want to meet new people. Oh, <laughs> I know. Hearing that, she's like, "Oh my god, I'll be your friend." <laughs> Find me on social. But this is real. Um, I mean, this, I, I've thought about the same thing sometimes, too. It's like, I don't go out. I don't go to clubs and stuff. Like, how yeah. do you meet people? Yeah. Um, I think for me, I mean, I guess I'm, it's a little hard because I work in tech, and mm. so much of tech is social. Yeah. Right? Like, it's all meetups. It's all happy hours. Yeah. It's all mixers. Yes. Right? So I'm forced to just kind of be <laughs> out and about naturally. Right. Um, but I think for someone that's, like, I guess, a little bit more introverted, um, I would just suggest, like, definitely utilize Meetup, utilize mm-hmm. Eventbrite, yep. um, some of the other tools, and just see what's going on in your city. Um, just kind of keep an ear to the ground. Like, granted, maybe you don't want to go to a 10,000-person Meetup right. on yeah. your first time. <laughs> um, but, you know, if it's just like a smaller group or, mm-hmm. you know, just fig- start to think of like kind of creative ways that you can kind of get yourself out there based yeah. on your yeah. interest. Yeah. I would add like volunteering, which people don't really think about to yeah. that common interest groups. Yeah. Um, Ho- I just want everyone to get a hobby. A hobby. Yes. It really, that is how you meet people. It does. That's true. That's true. Classes. Yeah. Um, Very true. Post-grad, uh, like fraternities and sororities or some that exist where you can join oh, at the graduate true, so, level. Yeah. yeah. And there are all sorts of things. Yeah. And there are a ton of different professional organizations as mm-hmm. well that you kind of align yourself with. Yeah. Um, think of ones that have like annual conferences and events. True, true. Like that's just kind of a, an extra add-on. Yeah. The other thing I'd say too is like follow up with the people in your existing network. Like sometimes just go back through your LinkedIn with your your contacts and ask people to coffee or lunch and get to know them in a different capacity. Yeah. Sometimes our own networks are really impressive too and we just don't tap into them. Bring the party to you. (laughs) Brunch is awesome. Brunch. Always a win. All right. um, We have another question. It says, what are some exit strategies when you know you've made a mistake choosing a new job? How soon is too soon to quit? (laughs) How soon is too soon to quit? Um, Answer to that is it's actually never too soon when you're unhappy. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like dread is the marker. Like, mm. if you dread going there, yeah, it's probably time. Yeah, exactly. I think people have to be mindful that, you know, mentally, like, success is really a mental game, mm. right? So if you're defeated in your head, everything mm. that you do is just not going to be good. Mm. Um, so if you know, if you have the mindset or the attitude that I hate my job, then the only things you're going to see are byproducts of that, true, right? True. So I think, like, be mindful of that. Like, 
value your time, value your energy, and just find something that's a little bit more aligned um, with your interest and what you want to do. I think a big misconception that people have is that there's this assumption that they're going to come across as being jumpy. Mm. Um, I have news, like, we are not our parents. (laughs) No one stays at companies, like, for five and ten years anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, like, the average tenure for most companies are maybe, what, a year and a half, two years? Yeah. So, you know, if you're in a situation, you know, it's three months in and you're just like, this is not it, like, just leave. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, once you start interviewing, of course, be transparent about yes. why you wanted to leave. Yeah. But I feel like most hiring managers and recruiters – understand that especially okay. in tech right like there's startups that fail yeah or the company's just run out of money that has nothing yeah. to do and with you're done. you <laughs> um, you just kind of have to move on okay. bosses are crazy yeah. right um, what advice for the party that you're leaving how you communicate and kind of deal with them i think definitely just be um have the tough conversation Mm. having the tough conversation is something that most people avoid i think a lot of people are just like i would love to just quit and not come back um but like (laughs) no you can't do that because there's something called your reputation and that's pretty important right um you know definitely i guess you can always like have like the written two weeks notice yeah um but i suggest even before you take that step just pulling your manager or whoever your your director is aside Mm -hmm. and saying look i need to have a conversation with you Mm -hmm. at this point i'm unhappy in my position Mm -hmm. i just wanted to kind of put it on the table i don't know if there's any ways yeah to where we can fix that right um but if not then i'm prepared to Mm -hmm. um, to make my exit good advice all right. Um, our last question is, how do you ask for a raise? I'm going to take some notes here. <laughs> <laughs> I would like more coins in 2016. Yes. Um, yes, I'm all about getting your coins every year. Not just 2016. Um, but I would say, like, again, kind of going back to being fearless like people, I <laughs> I think it's because I talk to so many people and I just kind of notice the common trend. Mm-hmm. Most people just get stubbed along the way by themselves. Like it's mm-hmm. nothing that happened to them. They were just too afraid mm-hmm. to ask for that promotion or ask for the raise. Um, I would say for like from my personal experience, I was actually able to negotiate a pretty substantial increase in my salary um, over the past couple of years. Mm. First place was in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a matter of saying, hey, I've been here. I was six months. That's more than enough time, in my opinion, <laughs> to position yourself to ask for a promotion. But yeah. here's how. So you pull your manager aside, say, you know, I want to review um, just my salary based off of these things. Mm. The most important thing is to actually bring something to the yes. table. Yeah. Yes. Right? Like mm-hmm. you have to show why you're valuable yeah um you can't just say i really want to raise right you have no reasons why exactly so i always advise people to track everything that you're doing yeah and i I think it's also like it's not just um accomplishments and major launches or projects for the company but it's like resources saved time saved how you're like helping the team kind of be more efficient and lean as well a hundred percent a hundred percent so after having that conversation you know, they didn't give me 100% yes. Mm. And I know some people would have gotten discouraged and been like, okay, I guess not, but not me. <laughs> I was like, no, we're going to have a follow-up conversation about this, and we're going to have another follow-up conversation mm. about this until I get what I want. Mm. So they gave me the raise. And then when I left, um, I was able to secure um, another raise just by obtaining my new position. Mm. So 
quick negotiating tips here. Um, my favorite one is when companies ask like how much you're looking for, yes. never give an exact number. When you oh. give an exact number, it makes it super right. hard for you right. for you to negotiate from that number. Okay. Yeah. And usually you sell yourself short, right? Mm. So assume that the company always has at least ten more thousand dollars yep. within their budget that they can pay you for the so position. You do ranges. Exactly. So I always say everywhere that I'm interviewing falls mm. between X and Y. Because right. then it takes the pressure off of you. I'm not saying But you my say range. everywhere I'm interviewing. Exactly. <laughs> I caught I'm, that. Exactly. I caught that. I'm not saying why like you need to pay me eighty to ninety k. Right. I'm saying it's everywhere the industry standard. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> they just happen to be what offering eighty k for this right. role. Right. Hopefully, I it falls that. within that. Oh, that's so good. Um, and yeah, and just kind of stick to your guns. Always, again, going back to like your non-negotiables. Yeah. Um, and when the offer comes, always make sure that you reiterate everything that you bring to the table. Mm. Um, and yeah, I was able to get. I got what about ten more thousand dollars nice. when I made the career move. The external there. move, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I've had similar luck um, recently in the last two years, but also it's helped that I'm at a company that has built-in merit-based increases annually. That's always so you nice. can always count on that being <laughs> a certain percentile. So I mean, do the research, see what companies do that, um, and then also just negotiating from there yeah. to make sure that you're always upwardly mobile. But the six months is good i thought that was like too short no 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 definitely six months and something else that people don't realize is that you can actually negotiate that your salary be revisited within six months when Mm. you sign a new offer right so let's say you get an offer and it's sixty five thousand, but you really want it seventy thousand. you can say okay i'll take the offer at 65 but i would like for there to be a term in the contract to Mm. where within six months we revisit this salary at 70k that's a great so it's kind of just kind of Building in that assurance that, okay, I'm not getting the exact number that I want right, right now, but at least I know yes. in six months when I back. say, hey, what's up with that 70? Exactly. No one looks at me like I'm crazy. Right. 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 So you can always do that. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Ariel. This was an incredible conversation. Yes. Oh, thanks I have for having notes me. For the future. Yes, yes. Notes for days. You but, guys are um, awesome. Tell us where we can find you, where we can find 2020 Shift and your social handles. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say the first things first, definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. Okay. And it's just at, well, just search Ariel Lopez and you'll see my smiling face. <laughs> um, and if you say that you heard about me via, you know, the podcast and that would be super helpful i'm always down to give a little bit more assistance that way oh thank you yeah for sure um on twitter it's just at ariel lopez there's two underscores that follow that but i think i should pop up fairly quickly um for 2020 shift on twitter it's just at 2020 shift so 2020 shift i definitely would say go to our website so mm-hmm. it's 2020shift.com we actually have a job board nice. that we update weekly nice. um there's about 100 positions within the tech space and they're all non-engineering and they all require zero between three years of experience oh that's incredible nice. yeah all over the country just in New York for New York City. Oh, that's, that's great. We'll but, take it. Yeah, but we are expanding it to other cities nice. probably within the next few weeks. Love it. Um, yeah, so there's that. And then if you choose to follow me on Instagram, it's just <laughs> at Ariel Lopez. There's an underscore and an XO because I came to IG late. And apparently my name is pretty popular. And I'm not as creative as you would think. <laughs> so that's what I came up with. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. All 
Right. It's that time again. Time for Hired and Fired. It's the segment of the show where we give a positive nod to folks in Mm -hmm. pop culture who are doing their thing. And sometimes we got to give those termination papers Mm -hmm. if they're not. Yep. So you can see the whole team at joblogs.com slash payroll. It's my time. It's your time. What you doing? Hired or fired? Um, I'm doing a hired. Okay. Um, it's not like a big pop culture splash thing. Okay. It was something I was reading, and I was really touched by this. Um, I was reading The New Yorker, mm-hmm. um, and they have this great profile on Leslie Jones. Oh, yeah, um, from she's, SNL. Yeah, she's from SNL. She was recently added. She's in the next Ghostbusters movie. Oh, is she? Yeah. And <laughs> she the, better work. The article talks about how is this incredible upswing in career, her mm. career. She was a stand-up comic for 25 years. I remember wow. her from, like, Comic View and stuff like I that. I do, I do. Yeah, so it just talks about, like, this slow burn yeah. to her career. Great read, great lessons on endurance mm-hmm. and caring about your craft and honing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, she's the oldest cast member to ever be added, and that's in large part due to Chris Rock. Oh, really? And this is why I'm hiring Christopher Rock. Christopher <laughs> <laughs> I'm rocking with Chris Rock lately because, I mean, just things I've been seeing that he mm-hmm. does is really cool. And um, I love the small thing that he did uh, after he saw her do stand-up. Mm-hmm. I mean, he known her all that time. Right, but right. he saw her one day. He was like, you know, you were good before, but you're really good now. Oh. And she tells him, well, like, I if I need someone like you to, like, help me yeah. go to the next level. Yeah. So what he does, he opens his cell phone and has a, he has a note titled Funny People. And he <laughs> adds he really? her to this list. Of funny people. So when... So, like, you made it if you're right, on that you're list. Right, you're in... Like, I want to see the list. <laughs> but anyway, so when SNL was doing this big search for black mm, women to add to the cast, because mm, it was a big kerfuffle. Mm. So Chris Rock calls up um, Lauren Michaels, the creator of SNL, and was like, I oh, have this woman that you're oh, not going to find in the usual channels that you go to. Mm, like, try her out. And mm. once he saw her, he was like, I'm going to hire you. Even he was though, her sponsor. Right. So I love that just, like, using his position in the industry, like you said, sponsoring her talent, Mm -hmm. but also, like, the fact that he has that list, it just shows that it's setting the intention. Like, this is viable. I'm not just going to say, I'm going to help you out. Yeah, I'm going to remember you. So I love that. Like, start that list of, like, people that you really want to root for and vouch for, and if an opportunity comes up. I think that's something that. that we can all do. Yeah, for sure. So Chris Rock. Join the winning team. Join the team. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And that is another fantastic episode in the hat. Always goes by too fast. Too fast. Thank you guys so much for joining us. As always, you can connect with us at Joblogs around the web. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Visit joblogs.com for links and resources mentioned in this episode, as well as articles to inspire you on your professional journey. Mm-hmm. And some of those articles are written by our contributors. Nice. If you're interested in contributing, joblogs.com slash contribute. Courtney, where are you on the web? At Cleave Out Loud, C-L-E-V-E. Um, the general places, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. a little bit of snap sometimes. Yeah, and I am Hamis Parker, H-E-Y-M-I-S-S-P-A-R-K-E-R-R. I'm on Twitter and Instagram right now, so check me out there. 
Nice. And don't forget um, to rate and review. Many of you express so much support for the mm-hmm. show, so we thank you so much for that. Yes. The best thing you can do to say thank you to us is to share it with a friend. Yes. And also leave us a rating and review. Um, you can do that in the iTunes store. Mm-hmm. Just search Job Blogs on the podcast app for iOS, click our show, and go to the review tab. Yep. And we have a featured review today from one of you guys. Thank you so much for submitting it. J. Diane Riffle says, great to hear a warm, relatable, and personable podcast about a topic that feels really scary, impersonal, and strange to talk about. I love hearing about career advice and experiences from other women of color, especially. There's so little career out- advice out there that is realistic or genuine, and I really appreciate these perspectives. That's Thank what we're you. going for, That's girl. exactly what we're about. So it's so refreshing to see that and hear that. Thank you so much for submitting that review. Mm-hmm. As always, we got to thank our guest, Ariel Lopez, for joining us. Yes. Producer, Adrian Wagner, also our audio engineer. You know, what? what oh, I mean, Zodiac. We got to. <laughs> Listen, 2016, Adrian Buddha. Adrian Buddha. Operation, Operation. <laughs> Adrian, Adrian Buddha. Buddha. I mean, the man is fine. His He's voice, you know, yeah. he got he got the vocals. He can sing. He's a Also, many thanks to our studio, Visionary Media, Jimmy and the whole team, and you, the listener. Love you guys. Thank you so much for. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.